Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the morning toast. Happy. Oh, shit. I haven't fucked that up in a while. Sorry. Welcome back to the toast. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had a fabulous weekend. Hey, Jax. How are you, Dern? I'm darn good, but you know exactly how I'm darn since we've been together every minute of every day since you arrived. We had the exact same weekend. We had the exact same morning. Every night we had the exact same night's sleep. It's true. So we are incredibly simpatico, hypnotico, erotico. So I would say we are darn pretty good. You know, we had a great weekend. We're just tired. Okay, so let's talk. I have like a list of things I want to talk about. Okay. And the first thing on my list says stay-at-home moms. So this has been a really eye-opening weekend for me because Zach was out of town for a wedding. So it was like me and you with Rolled. Margo was here too, but like, let's be honest with one another. She was totally useless. Um... As stated, she doesn't do diapers. She doesn't do diapers. So it was like really me and you just like making sure, you know, Harry was taken care of. And it was truly like an eye-opening experience for me. Obviously, I don't have any children. And I, and of course, I respect moms. I respect stay-at-home moms. Whenever anyone says like stay-at-home mom, hardest job in the world, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I feel like that's just something you say. Um, However, I... I have a whole new outlook on life. And I actually know we have so many listeners who are stay-at-home moms. Like, I just want to speak directly to them because, like, the way you have my utmost respect, and let's lay it out. Like, of all the things that are, like, required to take care of Harry from the time he wakes up to the time he goes to bed, I probably contributed 15%. Would you say that's accurate? Sure. If that's how you feel. Like, if that's what you've... Is that an underestimation or an overestimation? I, I think that's accurate. Yeah. Like, I, I, like, I didn't feed him... But, like, I was there when you fed him. And, like, okay, I changed three diapers over the course of, like, two days. So how many diapers? diapers it's probably, like, ten. Total? Uh, I would have to count. Maybe so, more. So it's, like, yeah, 20%. Um, so whatever. Like, I'm saying I didn't even do half. Like, a like a parent, 50%. I did less, way less than half. Um, and after the first day, we were, like, sitting on the couch, and I was literally not okay. I'm, like... My legs hurt. My back hurts. I'm so tired. I could fall asleep for a month. Uh Um, The way like, especially because Harry's at the age where like he can't walk or crawl. So like he needs to be transported everywhere. And he's still like, could, you know, climb off the couch. So like you need to just like constantly be watching. Constantly be holding him. Like your hands are constantly being used. And like the way I'm literally not okay. Like I feel like on this Monday, how I would feel after the longest week of my life. Like I'm so deceased. And again, I didn't even do like the brunt of the work. Like you were the one giving him the baths and feeding him and like doing most of the work. But like I was being helpful. Um, you were. I'm so tired. And like the way I've just been thinking now about how like being a stay-at-home mom. And I feel like people look at being a stay-at-home mom as a privilege, which it is because you have to have a partner who makes enough money for you to be a stay-at-home mom because you don't get paid for being a stay-at-home mom, which is something we should talk about. 100%. Um, so like it is a luxury, but it's 
I, I'm telling you, like, there's no jo- job harder. There's no job harder. The coal miners could never. The coal miners really could never. Because, like, the coal miners get to get out there. They get to have me time. You know, they get Engage to focus socially. on things outside of just, like, being Family. a little baby. No, and then beyond the baby, uh, the laundry, the cleaning, the dishes, right. the nonstop just, like, house tings. Like, nonstop guys, on your feet. I'm just, I'm blown away. Like, I'm truly blown away. I'm so glad that now you understand like why when you have been saying in the past like stay at home moms like deserve and all I, the I always believe that but like to, but until you experience it you really don't know exactly what they're doing and I wasn't and even they doing never stop hundred percent I wasn't even doing fifty percent right you guys like stay at home moms you have all my love all my respect like I'm I'm shook it was really an eye opening weekend for me today's episode goes out to the stay at home moms yeah because I've never been here where Zach wasn't here. So like with, with Zach, it's like, Zach, you, me. Like, yeah. but it was just me and you and like really you because I was doing like the bare minimum, less than the bare minimum. You bore witness minimum. to it. I bore witness. And for like the 15% that I did, like I'm deceased. Yeah. I'm not okay. I know. And everyone says like, even though right now it's hard to like be carrying him all the time to be, always be holding him. Like once they start crawling and walking, like it's even more physical. You gotta chase him. Yeah. You gotta Jeez. chase him. But that's why those PlayStations, when you can just like pop them into something. Let's talk about that. Let's like, you just hope that he likes it for more than 20 minutes, but really he's a 20 minute at a time kind of guy. No, the way I love those, what do you call those little things? You put them in and they like, they can't walk yet, but like their feet dangle and they can like run around. So there's a few things. Like there are the walkers, which they, walkers. they say that they shouldn't spend like more than 15 minutes at a time in the walkers. It could make their legs, what, whatever. You know what? Sometimes a walker saves a life. Just put them in. No, because I've been thinking like, you know, when I have children, there will be a walker in every room in my but house. What I what he was in outside is not a walker. He can't move in it. It's a bouncy thing. They say those are really good. Oh, okay, okay. But I call them, I don't know what the technical term, I call them PlayStations because yeah. they sit, they could go 360 and there's toys all around. Yeah, okay, okay. Well, they're like heaven on earth because like, like sometimes I just need to get this kid out of my arm. Like, yeah. Oh my God, you guys, I just really wanted to start off the show on that sentiment. Like I wouldn't, stay at home moms deserve to be respected. And you know what? Like, Check in on your local stay-at-home mom. She's probably not okay. Totally. And they're doing the most important job in the world, which is raising humans. So you're not just like changing diapers, doing chores. You're also like responsible for so much. You guys. Well, you're responsible for what kind of people they are. That are entering the world. Right. No, I'm telling you, like. It's the most important work. I'm a different girl than I was on Friday. Like, I thought it would be like a chill weekend. No. (laughs) No. There was nothing chill about it. Like. (laughs) nary a moment i've never been more excited to be locked in the studio so excited to sit here and talk for an hour no and like about adult things the way i i adore harry this is no slight against harry like i would literally take several several bullets for him um the way i need to get away from him um <laughs> it's not normal like but then it's that it's that gravitational pull you know right, then like, you're away from him and you miss him because he went down last night and i was like honestly thank god like for real i needed a night and then this morning, like the first thing, I was like, where's Harold? So there is this like gravitational pull, but there's also this gravitational push. Um, <laughs> and I just found moms can relate. It was just very interesting, the pull and the push. Yeah. The push and the pull. Of it all. I have like a list of things I want to talk I about. I have a list of things in my head. Okay. So I'm sure there's some crossover. your list and then I'll see if I missed anything. So there's two like business things I want to talk about. Okay. The first is a special, not like other girls announcement. You guys know there's mm. three shows left. Like the tour is over, but up until this point I have not filmed any of my shows and I would like to release a special so I've added two shows in New York at the Gramercy Theater at the beginning of December um December 5th and 6th it's a really small venue it's much smaller than I'm used to because you know I like sell out like stadiums now um 
It's the Gramercy Theater. And you know, when you film, you have to like cut a bunch of seats. So it's, there is really limited seating and there is a Patreon presale. I do imagine that it'll sell out in Patreon presale. So, but you could be a part of it today if you went to patreon.com slash the toast. Like that's what I was saying. Um, and then I'm also adding a show in Delaware because I need like a practice show before my New York shows that I film and I wanted it to be local. I'm like, where is a local hotspot that I have not infiltrated yet? And justice for the Delaware girlies. So Wilmington, Delaware, and then two shows in New York. General on sale starts on Friday. If you're a Patreon member, it'll be Wednesday at 10 a.m. Eastern time. It's never too late to become a Patreon member, patreon.com slash the toast. And we have new content up on the Patreon. I was... Uh, I literally before bed last night watching our vlog we told you guys on Friday that we created this like turnt ass vlog and we hadn't watched it yet and then Friday night we actually watched it and it is literally the most unhinged piece of content we've ever released it is a vlog of us baking cookies which sounds you know rather pleasant yeah spoiler alert it was not pleasant like nary a moment was pleasant I never felt pleased we couldn't stop fighting first of all yeah we knew we were making mistakes as we were doing it. Nevertheless, it, we persisted. And nevertheless, it turned out we made mistakes we didn't even know we were making. Everyone let us know all the things that we did wrong. I will be getting a KitchenAid mixering mm-hmm. bowl. I was shopping for one last night. They're really expensive, but they're kind of gorgeous. It's like the thing that everyone puts on their registry. And like, that's the thing. Did you not put one on your registry? No, why would I know that I needed that? Uh, I had never baked a day in my life. Me neither. And also it would have just have like one. sat in all my apartments until now. And like, it's fine. I'll get one now. And now like, I know what color I want. Then I probably would have gotten like a weird color. Now I'm going to get the cream one. And I'm really excited. And I'm really glad for this vlog, even though we were clowns. And mm-hmm. I think we should be embarrassed. We should about be everything that we did um it was a learning and the way we looked like let's be real at least myself I looked good until I showered in the final scene I looked atrocious I hadn't even showered and it was right when I got off the plane and I was just looking like a big beast um it was a learning moment and now I know so many new things about baking I'm gonna have this new um contraption so I'm gonna bake even more I will never melt butter again. Otherwise, you guys will come for my throat. Yeah, apparently that's like a cardinal sin of baking. It makes sense. It totally changes the texture. Like you go from having this like thick thing to like hot melted. But you're like literally mushing it anyway. I know. But baking is a science, really. You can't like... Lessons in chemistry. The, the different elements matter. I guess. But nevertheless, the vlog is really being lauded as some of our best work. So really, really. You can get access to the presale and that vlog and like literally 300 other episodes on patreon.com slash a toast. $7.99 every month for five extra episodes, podcast vlogs from your girls and access to things before everyone else like tickets for my New York and Delaware shows. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is what you're wearing. What I'm wearing. So everyone knows the sweatshirt. We originally launched it almost four, four years, years ago. ago and it's our best-selling item of all time we wear them all the time people always ask when they're coming back a few years ago we made them again but still so many people are new toasters or didn't get them then and people always ask about them and so we are relaunching these sweatshirts on Thursday and I'm so excited because I can get even more even though I have all of them I just want one in every size you never know what the vibe is so today I'm wearing size medium this is the new this is the totally new one so you could see like it's all fresh and nice. New color. No stains. Um, and I do think it'll probably be our last restock with that exact design. Because it is the TMT. But I still think the toast of t- as TMT. Me too. And I'm gonna, I'm not going to be so strict. I'm not going to be so strict. But this is really vintage merch. And it's like the cutest, comfiest thing ever. So... Thursday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern time, you'll be able to get these sweatshirts. So get them while they're hot because they're literally the cutest thing we've ever made. And everyone has been like asking for a restock. So like alert all your friends that like the restock is happening. And like, that's right. It's Monday. We're letting you know 
Thursday will remind you all week, but set your alarms. Set your alarms. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about was on Saturday night, me, you, and Snitch watched the Crawdads movie. We did. Which I didn't Where read the, the Crawdads Sing. I did not read the book. I was like, didn't want to read the book. And then you were like, you probably wouldn't even like it. So I didn't read it. And then I didn't see the movie because like, who cares? And then when we were all out to dinner, everyone was talking about it. And I was like, kind of feeling left out. I'm like, what is this book even about? And then you were like, would you want me to tell you like the whole thing? And I was like, yeah, I'm like never going to read the book or see the movie. Then you gave me like a brief synopsis and it sounded like the, like I was so mad. Like I was, I wish that I had read it or seen it. Like the way you described it and just like the story in general. So not what I imagined like at all that it would be. So then I was really lit to see the movie, even though I knew like the ending and like, you know, the Mm -hmm. whole thing. So we watched the movie and I have to say, I know there was mixed reviews, especially from a lot of the people who watched the movie after they had read the book, they like hated it. And they're wrong and stupid because the movie was literally the best movie I've seen in years. I thought it was incredible. And I just want to know like where Reese Witherspoon found all these hot male actors. Like every man in the movie was hotter than the next. I mean, Tate obsessed. Even that like freak chase, so hot. Like even the dad. The dad. He was like fake Josh Jumel. He was giving daddy. You're right. I totally forgot he was hot, even though he was like a fucking prick. Psychotic. Oh my God, you're right. He was hot. Um, um Agreed. I don't know where this narrative came from that the Crawdads movie was not good, not worth seeing, and that especially if you read the book, you wouldn't like it. It, I love the book, five out of five. It's an amazing book. There's a reason why it was on the New York Times bestseller list for over 100 weeks, probably still is there. The movie was incredible. It was the book to a T. It was exactly how you picture the book. There was nothing that the movie did or didn't do that should make fans of the book upset or like felt like the movie strayed from the integrity of the book. It was incredible. I don't know why everybody isn't talking about this movie, watching this movie, like justice for everyone involved in the movie, justice for Reese, justice for Delia Owens, the author, like justice for Daisy Jones, 100%. who like put her whole heart and soul into the movie. She was justice incredible. for the little actress who played Kaya, who deserves an Oscar. The little actress who played Kaya, everyone keep an eye on her. Keep an eye on her. It was amazing. It was a perfect movie. What's wrong with everyone that there was even like this Narrative. conversation that it wasn't good enough. I literally don't know. Like it was, it was so good. It was so good. And then like- It was as good as the book. And Taylor had written a song for it. And like, obviously I knew nothing about the book. So when I heard this song, I'm like, this song is fucking weird. And then when it came out in the credits, I'm like, this song is perfect. It's literal perfection, Carolina. Per- perfection. And like, honestly, kind of want to live in the marsh. So yeah. simple. But so complicated. But so complicated. And it was like, it was emotional. It was like- a love story. It was so good. And if you've good. never read the book and no one told you the plot over dinner, like you will thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah, Margot didn't read the book and didn't know the plot. And when she had seen it, she actually had seen it already before we sat down and watched it and she loved it. So she agreed to watch it again. She was like shook the first time she saw it. Like I wish I had had that experience. Yeah. I like love to ruin things for myself. I'm such like a fucking turd. Like but you know what? If I never described it to you, you never would have wanted to watch it. We could have never gotten you to watch, you know, something 1950s in the marsh. No, it's so true. Like the way my stubbornness is like, really affecting my life um I won't change because I am stubborn but I'm at least self-aware enough to acknowledge like it's one of my worst qualities for sure yeah but I'll keep pushing you yeah well that's the thing like when you have a sister as great and fabulous and such a good mom and such a beautiful woman um she's pushing you out of your comfort zone and you would think like oh she's a mom now she doesn't have time to deal with her stubborn grown ass sister but here's the thing she does. She finds the time. Yeah. And I find the cases that are worthy causes because I know you so well. Yeah, you do. And I've really never pushed you to do something that you didn't 
enjoy or except for we are the brennans uh, that, i never told you to read that that was, was a snitch's choice oh one of the worst books i've literally ever come across in my life yeah i didn't finish it <laughs> really unremarkable what's so funny is that month she was choosing between it happened one summer and we are the brennans and we were actually really glad she chose we are the brennans at the time because like it happened one summer would have been a little awkward to talk about i guess no um, it in happened hindsight it would have been an iconic episode like everyone read so ahead the book. of your time like everyone read the book they would have listened to the episode like who the fuck cares about we are the brennans and then we are the brennans like wasn't even a decent book it was literal trash trash um so if you're looking for oh and the thing i, I liked about we are the crawdads we are no we are, we are the, the brennans crawdads. oh where the crowd ads thing is that it's the perfect movie to watch if you're like with a group of people and like maybe it's like your family and someone's older and younger like it, everyone will like it like it's a perfect movie to watch when you're in a big group and like everyone can agree put it on your list for the holidays when you're with your whole family yes. what to watch that's what you should watch and maybe then it will get the shine that it deserves right and it's not like awkward there's no like there are sex scenes but there's not no, like there's sexy, no parts there's no nudity. uncomfortable yeah like it is the perfect movie to watch when you are with a group and like nobody can decide everyone will like it yeah so um it was really a great weekend very busy but we got you know rolled is still you know kicking so that's good because if it was up to me like i'm literally uh, you know what also i realized I'm low-key, so, like, there are so many things you don't think about, so I'm changing them, all right? I didn't even tell you this. Nothing happened, by the way. I, he seems fine. I'm changing them. Big duty. Huge. And I uh, I flipped around to go get something. I forget what it was. And, like, I left him on the table. No can do. And then when I came back, I'm like, was that, like, a crazy thing? Nothing happened, but I'm like, he could have, I guess, like, rolled off. Yeah. It's, um, the thing is you re like you're just coming in at month eight, but like when they're newborn, you're, you uh, typically experience everything in stages when they're a newborn, you would never leave them on the changing table. Cause you're so like scared, yeah. even though they can't really move, but then you start to see how they can move and it's like, Oh, I can never leave. So like you never had made that connection. Yeah, I guess I did. And I also like always tell people when they are changing him, I used to like be really like a helicopter parent and be like, don't leave him on, don't leave him unattended. And people are like, are you crazy? I would never do that. So I stopped it's issuing the warning. It's like an instinct warning. thing, I guess, that like I totally missed. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you'll be fine. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah, but he was fine. He was totally fine. And then like another thing, like his neck is just so crazy. So like when I put him down one night, like it's hard to like lean over the crib, especially it when is. you're a big breasted woman. Mm -hmm. um, so I like plopped him down and like his head, like, <laughs> but onto the mattress. But um, I was like, I guess that was like a little rough it's onto the mattress it's so fine. it's fine yeah his head is just wild he like when i woke when i picked him up one morning he literally like threw his head into my nose i'm marcia brady like oh crap my yeah. nose like literally i thought i broke my nose you know he bangs his head into like everyone so the mattress is nothing for yeah him. okay no so he's totally fine like for sure yeah it wasn't my fault but like but typically everything happens in stages so you start to like use when he's a newborn you're always holding of his course. head holding. and then you know as he gets older and more grown you realize the changes that are happening. So like, and I can't stress how much I love world, but like I need a break today. Like for real, like I need to go out to lunch and like maybe we're going to the mall. Like I need a minute, you know, right. like, but I love him endlessly even more every day. No. And like, if we go to the mall, like we're going to miss him. So yeah. Much. But like Zach is here and like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a great weekend. Hope everyone um, listening had a great weekend, whether it was filled with bebes or liquor, whatever. Happy for you. Happy for you. We also watched house of the dragon, which we'll be recapping at the end of the episode. You want to know how busy the weekend was? I didn't even get to finish my show. I have two episodes left, same as I had last week, and I didn't get a moment to watch because when I got into bed at like 10.30, Deceased. Like, I could go to sleep. Yeah, no, that, that's tough. I didn't watch a lot of TV because my room doesn't have a TV. Until last night. Until last night, I 
Zach finally got home and I made him bring this TV from like one of the guest rooms upstairs. I couldn't carry it by myself, but I also ordered myself a TV because I don't want to be like, I spend a lot of time here. I don't want to be like an imposition. No, like, I've been meaning to bring that TV down for you, but the times that you spent here, you actually thought it was nice that you didn't have a TV because you read so much. Yeah. You must not be enjoying your book. I'm not. So that's why you needed a TV. No, also like I just like, I need a TV. Like it's time. Okay, like, but I just want you to know in the past you actually remarked about how you kind of liked not having one. Oh, I don't remember Otherwise, in the last three months, I could have brought it down at any point for you. It's funny. It doesn't sound like something I would say, but... That's why it was so shocking that you said it. So I was just like, I hit my limit. Like, I needed a fucking TV. So we got that TV down, and I also ordered myself a new TV because, like, I don't want to be stealing TVs from your other rooms. No, no one's in there. It's so fine. when my new TV... And also, like, I want the new one, like, not to be a brat. So when the new one comes, I'll give Margot because Margot's room also doesn't have... I'll give Margot this TV, and she'll be grateful. She better be. So, um... Now I'm feeling like I'll probably never leave. Like now I have a TV. Yeah. Like I I've mean, got everything I need. You never need to leave. Like Bryce and Thrice are having the time of their life and Miss Nolia. And Ben finally got here last night. Right. And the boys were all playing outside yesterday. It was the cutest thing. It was a great weekend. Really beautiful weather. Now that it's October, mm -hmm. I have to say, like I can see how someone lives here. Because when my ass was here for two weeks in August, I swear to God, like I, it was actually the pits of hell. I agree. It was so motherfucking hot just to do anything. Like walking Theo was horrendous like I'd have to shower every time I walked him and now it's just simply delightful like there's a cool breeze I've been wearing leggings and a sweater every day and like yeah I'm a little warm but my legs just aren't like ready for you know you know what you haven't done yet swam, swam. that's how busy you've been now you see how I've never been in my pool without you 100% 100% so um I'm ready. Are you? Oh, now you're ready. Okay, yeah. yeah. I feel like we spoke about everything I like I was creating a list all weekend because like I was just having these like you know, existential thoughts about life and motherhood. Look at you. I'm a mother. So is this like No not, drama. Is this not helping like you feel like that's something that you want to do even sooner? It's not dr drawing me in, even though like there are moments, you know, like when I put him down where I'm literally sobbing like into his, you know, cookie onesie. It, it do definitely doesn't make me want to do it sooner. If anything, it's making me more motivated to um work really hard and have success so that I can hire a lot of help honestly like I, I I'm just gonna acknowledge like that's the mom I'm gonna be like it's I have a low threshold and you have like a very high threshold for like torture um I do not like once like Harry, like I reached my limit like I had to walk out of the room like with Harry and like you obviously can't do that so right. I just I need to um like have enormous success so I can have a staff of people the thing is you really build up to the threshold of torture. Yeah. Like when I think about how I used to be, I used to be the laziest bitch alive, mm -hmm. especially on the weekends. I could sleep till two and then lay in bed all day and watch TV and be too tired to go out to dinner. Yeah. You know, but now like I'm up and then even when he takes a nap, like there's dishes, there's laundry, right. there's this, there's that. And like you just, you build up to it. Yeah. I don't really want to. So I'm going to be hiring staff like that. I'm going to be that you're saying mom. You're capable of more than you think. No, I know. I mean, especially if I'm like shove a kid out of my vagine, like I know I'm going to be like super mom and like I'm going to watch this back and be like, ha ah, and I'm going to be doing everything myself, with like scrubbing teeth, the floors. With yeah. your veneers. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like a mom of four with big new veneers and like literally no, I won't let anyone help. I'm like, Ben, get out. I'll have no staff, no nanny. Like, no, I know. Like, it's, like you say things and then you become a mom and like you do things differently. But like, I'm, I just have a really strong feeling I'm going to be a mom with staff. Like, I hope, oh my God, God willing, I should be so lucky. It's such a privilege like so that's why like everyone share this podcast like <laughs> share with your friends like I need a nanny you know yeah okay <laughs> love that for you um you ready to dive in I'm ready to dive in to the fast side stories that you need to know today 
And today's episode is brought to you by Solo Stove. You know, summer gets all the excitement, but nothing beats the great outdoors during the fall. That's what we were just saying. It's truly heavenly. Make the most of your outdoor time this season with Solo Stove's smokeless portable fire pits that are easy to set up and to clean. So if you don't have um, like a backyard with like an official fire pit, because it's like crazy expensive, Solo Stove is kind of everything. Because first of all, it's a really affordable way to have like a fire pit and like a really cute vibe in your backyard. But it's also portable. So if you go on lots of vacations or you'd like to camp or hike or like rent houses in the mountains with your friends, you just throw it in your trunk and it's like so easy to, to just pull out and start a fire. And the way it's built is like making the most premium fires because the way that the titanium, I'll explain, hang on. So it's a stainless steel construction and it is designed to regulate airflow and burn more efficiently. So you're not like sitting in front of a fire with tears coming out of your eyes because the smoke is in your eyes and you're like, this is great, isn't it? Like I love my fire. No, Solo Stove is here like to give you a premium fire and a premium experience. There's little smoke and you'll literally wonder how there's so much fire. It is the perfect catalyst for getting outside, spending more time with friends and family and build lasting memories around the Solo Stove fire pit. They're brilliantly engineered to be easy to use and they're built to last. Super easy to light. Just a few bits of starter is required and then your fire will be blazing in minutes. Solo Stove is so confident that you'll love their product that they are offering a lifetime warranty and a 30-day free return policy. You can use promo code TOAST at solostove.com for an extra 10% off because uh, they're having their big Solo Stove fall event. So go, you'll get the best price on their website and then use promo code TOAST for an extra $10 off. So the website is solostove.com, promo code TOAST for $10 off on top of the already great fall event deals. The fall event ends November 10th, so get it done because it's like the best time of year to be having a fire. Um, today's episode is also brought to you by ZipRecruiter. I know we have a lot of toasters who are business owners, girlies who perhaps could be looking for people to hire. You know, you're expanding. Um, and that's why you should check out ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter can help you find qualified candidates fast and you can try it for free when you go to ZipRecruiter.com toast. So whether you need to hire a civil engineer in New York, a pediatric nurse in Nebraska, an attorney in Colorado, a mascot in Missouri. I feel like that's going to be like the name of my like third and final book, the mascot from Missouri. And it'll kind of be like this rom-com. Okay, whatever. We'll, we'll, We'll spitball later. Or you take off your mascot helmet. And everyone realizes she's beautiful, you know? Mm -hmm. So whatever, whether you're looking for an accountant to a zoologist or everything in between, ZipRecruiter's matching technology finds people with the right experience for your job and presents them to you. Then you can invite your top choices to apply. It's so effective that four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. You could try it now for free at this exclusive link, ziprecruiter.com slash toast. Once again, that's ziprecruiter.com slash T-O-A-S-T, Z-I-P-R-E-C-R-U-I-T-E-R.com slash toast. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. It truly is the smartest way to hire. Yeah. And sometimes it can be hard to find. Oh, 100%. Just as you were s stating, you'll be using ZipRecruiter. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Great, great platform. Highly recommend it. Been working with them for a while. Yeah. Are you ready for our first story? We've got some good stories today. Yeah. Okay. First up, the nanny is still speaking out about Olivia and Jason. And though we're ignoring most of the stuff, especially as it pertains to the children and the marriage and then because this Because we don't that. do that. Like after spending the weekend with Harry, like you think, like one thing about me, I respect children. But the nanny said that Flo was sleeping with Harry Styles before Olivia and Harry got together. And suddenly I'm... I'm back in. I'm back in, yeah. You know that nanny, she has a way of pulling you in. <laughs> and I will say, though, there was, like, a lot of stuff um, that allegedly, like, Olivia and Jason did to her. And, like, she's disgruntled for a reason, whether it was about, like, docking her pay or firing her without you know, notice and being like really inappropriate, like with just like getting her involved in their family stuff. And like, none of that is okay. None of that for me is justifiable in 
exploiting someone's personal life, someone that you worked for, someone that you probably signed an NDA for and somebody who you were in charge of taking care of their kids. But it is important to admit, like she's, she has a grudge, like for she, a good yeah, reason. For sure. But I agree that it's, that's it's not, not enough. how you retaliate no. is going to the press and sharing people's private details. Yeah. But in the final part of her exclusive interview with the Daily Mail, Olivia Wilde's former nanny reveals the extraordinary claim of the romance between Florence Pugh and Harry Styles. She said Olivia told Jason Sudeikis about Flo allegedly sleeping with the singer and then Jason told the nanny. Just before the premiere of Don't Worry Darling, the nanny told Flo about the claim. The exchange set off a falling out between the two women and finally explained the notoriously frosty premiere of the film in Venice. So... I don't know... I mean, that was my first guess, you know? Right, that, like she was having this moment with him and, or then, that she she was and then Olivia Wilde swooped in. Yeah, I don't know either. Oh, totally random. It just reminded me of this. You know that book, The Idea of You, that you were just telling me to mm -hmm. read? You know they're making it into a movie with Anne Hathaway. I told you that when I told you to read it. And the pictures that came out like a few days yes. ago and they, I didn't read the book. But based on what I know about the book, it looks really good. Right, the book is written off of a fan fiction of somebody who like started fan fiction online about Harry Styles, about this like older woman who goes to a Harry Styles concert and Harry like falls in love with her. And everybody's been saying like Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles is that book. Oh, have they been saying that? Yeah, I think Okay, because so. I was thinking that too. I thought maybe I had like an original idea for once. Nah. No, because it's literally about Harry Styles. Right, okay, and never Harry mind. Styles. Um, I don't know if I necessarily, I don't know, for some reason, and I know nothing about Florence Pugh. Like, I'm not even, like, a huge fan of her work. I didn't really know her before Don't Worry Darling. I just don't get the vibe that she's, like, the kind of girl. Like, let's say this did happen. Like, I don't think she's the kind of girl who would sacrifice, like, her working reputation over a boy. Do you know what I mean? Like, not showing up to premieres and, like, making drama. I don't know. I feel like a lot of the other things we've heard about why Florence is disgruntled and, like, mad at Olivia, I feel like that is more in line with the character I believe she has but I don't know her character I don't, obviously don't know her personally and I'm not even like a huge follower no of I think that she wouldn't do all of that just because of a boy but I think that the, the way Olivia acted like being unprofessional not showing up to set like Florence feeling like she had to be the director at times like Florence is probably acting the way that she's acting because of that part you know but if Olivia and Harry had gotten together and Olivia you would never have known the difference and everything right. was really professional and above board then I don't think Florence would have cared or would act like this like maybe she would be heartbroken a little bit right but I think she would have been professional but I think she feels that Olivia Wilde started the unprofessionalism I do feel that way and like I don't know I just I feel like over the years there's been like I just remember like as a kid like looking at all those tabloid magazines like nanny's always speaking out there's so, like every couple of years there's like a crazy nanny mm -hmm. situation um and if you would have told me that the next nanny situation is going to be Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis like when they were together I would not have believed you because they were like anything but messy they were like so solid for so long yeah and I'm still having a hard time adjusting to like putting them in my like messy category yeah you know because for me they're like They've kind of been like staples. Like No, and it's weird because like now Harry's falling into the messy category and like we know nothing about his his personal life. And he's like so above this. Like it's yeah. really, they all are, honestly. Yeah. This is like some reality TV trash. Yeah. Also, the nanny said that she brought uh, Olivia's daughter to set because she's apparently in the movie. Oh. And, or like has a, a little cameo. And that's when she saw that like, Olivia acting like she'd never seen her act. She said, Olivia told Jason a couple weeks after Harry started that Flo was fucking Harry and she had a boyfriend but was fucking Harry. Then Olivia started seeing Harry herself. It was all very quick. A lot of people don't know that. She said, 
that the seemingly jealous Olivia was giddy around Harry Styles on set in October 2020, saying the first time I noticed anything was when I took her daughter out to be in the movie. Olivia was acting giddy and she was putting her face in her hands and saying she couldn't believe he was so young. I didn't know who Harry Styles was at that time. And I thought, wow, I've never seen her like that. Okay, well, that's the lie a detector little, yeah, has determined, determined that that's a lie. lie. Um, you don't know who Harry Styles is, but you literally work for like a celebrity couple. So you're familiar with celebrity culture. It's not like you live under a rock. Like you yeah. live in LA. I actually don't think there's like a single living, living, breathing human person who lives in LA who doesn't know who Harry Styles is. In October, is. 2020. Right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm suspicious of, of her that, that my radar just went off. Yeah. That's so, fucking weird. But that's what she's saying. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. Either you have to believe everything this nanny says or none of it. Right. And I'm kind of leaning towards everything. Well, it's just because Olivia kind of validated it with the salad dressing thing. Like right. there was a thing about salad and then she posted the recipe as a joke, but it's like, okay, so there was a salad. So there's truth to it. Yeah. No, by the way, amazing call. Okay. Well, I guess we're believing it all then. No, I don't know. I'm not believing any of it, but I just do. I'll keep it on file. Yeah, I'd like but to- But I'm not, the narrative for me isn't that Flo is upset because she was hooking up with Harry. It's right, like, like, maybe she was. Let's not make Flo like the villain in all this, like being like a catty, like teenager. I just, I really want to wash my hands of this situation. It's making me hate every single person involved except for Flo. But it's like, it's definitely making me be like, Harry, like, come on. Yeah, and it's just, I don't, there's so many things going on. I don't know what to believe. And I don't like being in this place of like- Having to choose sides. And based on nothing. He based said, on she people said. I don't fucking know, whose word am I going to take? He said, she said. My truth is truth. Oh, my truth is truth. That's the truth. <laughs> Wishing everyone the best, truly. Like, I've had enough. Truly. Uh, speaking of my truth, his truth, Travis Scott is denying cheating on Kylie Jenner with rumored ex, Rogian Carr. Travis Scott picked up the phone to shut down claims he hung out with his rumored ex amid his relationship with Kylie. In response to the Instagram model's alleged proof that the two were recently on the same set of one of his productions, the rapper took to his Instagram story late Saturday to address the, quote, weird shit going on. Quote, an uninvited person was sneaking photos on what was supposed to be a closed set while I was directing a video. I don't know this person. I've never been with this person. He then seemingly asked Carr directly to stop with the continuous cyber games and the fictional storytelling. Right, like she's out here sharing like photos that she deems as proof that she not only has had a relationship with Travis in the past, but like it's still going on and that like they're together and in love and he's pretending he doesn't know her and it's all like to protect Kylie. Um, and like for some reason, this is just, like a pop culture story, especially one related to the Kardashians. That like I um, like don't care. Like, first of all, Kylie's relationship with Travis is like so private and so weird and so on and so off. Like, I never know what's going on with them. And like, honestly, like I, I truly don't care. Like sometimes I forget that Kylie has a man. I'm always sitting here thinking like, who should Kylie date? Like, yeah, you know, meanwhile she's married. Right. Like it's so they're like, to me, they're like a non-couple. Like I can't explain it. Yeah. I actually think I agree with that in general. And I don't know what Travis does in his life. I don't think that he was hooking up with this person when she said that he was, because I, I don't think he would address it because. Because you draw attention to nobody, it. Nobody cares and I feel like nobody was talking about it I didn't know this person before and I feel like he felt good about coming out and being like this person's lying because this he's telling lying. the truth right. right I mean also I think it must be nice for Travis to be involved in some sort of tabloid drama that's not about you know the Astral. death of his fans right. like for real because that's 
for me, like that's, you know, top of mind constantly because I'm the type of girl who doesn't forget. No, I don't forget the lawsuits are ongoing and it hasn't even been a year. And so, yeah, if you were with this girl or that girl, like- Like, I don't care. Like to me, there's more pressing matters when it comes to the topic of conversation of Travis Scott. And I also feel like Kylie, whatever, however it comes to their relationship, if he was dating this girl at that time, like I feel like either that means him and Kylie were together or him and Kylie- Have, have an understanding. Some sort of understanding. But I also feel like him and Kylie are actually solid and he wasn't with this girl. Yeah. It's so, it's like the weirdest part of Kylie's like brand that like she like has this like non-boyfriend, boyfriend, and husband, he's man. one of the biggest- Stars in the world. Yeah. No, it's like I always am out here forgetting that And they that Kylie operate like so- Separately. Separately. I'm always out here forgetting that Kylie's in a relationship. Like, I have to be reminded of it constantly. And she's always posting, like, loved up stuff. Right. Always. No, but, like, it doesn't register for me. No, me neither. Isn't that weird? Like, it's not real in my mind. No, it's pretty real. They have two kids together. No, I know. Like, I get it. But, like, in my mind, it's just, it's same. Kind of how the word stanchion doesn't register ever for you. Like, yes, this yes. relationship, like, does not get cemented in my brain. I feel that way about other celebrities, too, where it's, like, you could tell me again and again that they're together and I'll it'll be news to me every time. Yeah. It's, like, no, it's just, like, oh, right, 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 right. Like, totally forgot. Yeah. Like, I'm just not thinking about these two ever. Yeah. And like she has proof, he has proof. I agree that like the fact that he's addressing it makes me just inclined to believe him. Um, Especially because it was like a nothing burger. Like I don't know if you would have even heard about it. I think girls all the time claim that they're with right. this person or that person. Right. And I just think like, you know, celebrities are like now like super um, like careful. I feel like there was like a time period like with social media and texting like, people were getting really messy and like all this proof was coming out because people would like fuck celebrities and then just like use it for clout. I um, mean, now I feel like celebrities like are much more careful, much more like I know most celebrities don't have even um, like their iCloud turned on because they're like so paranoid of like people finding whatever it is that they're up to. So people are much, you know, tighter about that now. So none of the proof that I saw was like full, like 100% convincing to me. Yeah, the only thing that's weird is like, this girl's his rumored ex, but he says he's never met her, doesn't know her. Merriam-Webster, define stalker for me. <laughs> define ex. You have to know him. Right. No. Like, what is the history with this girl? That's a good place to start. Yeah. But again. Again, care. like, I truly, like, like, truly in my bones, like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't care. Like, I would rather talk about Kylie Cosmetics. What do you want to say? Kylie, Cos- I- Kylie Cosmetics is not doing enough. No, I, I agree. Because even though I love, like, I just used a lip liner today. Um. Aside from the lip products, like, I feel like Kylie Cosmetics, and I definitely feel like Kylie Cosmetics is in an unfair position because they're just, like, people will make videos and, like, reviews, like, dragging it just because, like, that shit gets traction. So, like, it has more negative reviews than, I think, a typical brand. I'm not worried about the reviews. But I'm just talking about, like, from a... Innovation. Yeah, the beauty industry is so interesting. Like, it's actually, like, a a unique time. Like I feel like a lot of beauty brands are like actually closing down. Like Becca just closed down. Bite Beauty is closing down. Like I feel like there's, it's becoming really oversaturated. And with all these like big celebrity brands that are really doing very well, there's not enough space for everyone. Like eventually like brands are going to have to shut down. And I feel like once Kylie sold like 51% of the company to Cody, like everyone kind of stopped trying. Um, and like she does these collections. Like at first it was really cool. Like the Grinch Christmas one, but now it's just like the same thing over and over. She's like a Batman one now. And it's like just basically licensing like a popular brand, like making an eyeshadow palette out of it. And like, it's not very innovative and the products like are fine, but they're like at a higher price point. Cause you're paying for like the Kylie name. And I don't know. I just feel like 
there was a time where like every time they dropped, it was like, what is it? What is it? Like, what's the new product? What is the, the aesthetic? What brand is she collabing with? And now it's just like, oh great. Like another Marvel. Like it's just like, meh. Yeah, I feel that for me, like I don't need novelty products from Kylie Cosmetics. It's weirdly like where I go for like my staple lip Mm -hmm. colors. And I think that she should spend more time on that front. Like putting together collections of like every day. Not just these like kitschy collectibles. Yeah, like, cause I do need some new fresh lip colors. I love the ones that I have from her, but I don't know what I need next. And I need Kylie to tell me cause I trust her for lips, period. Agreed. And like, I haven't left yet. And maybe if I find like a different brand that's answering my lip needs, then I would be gone. Yeah. But I'm still here and I'm still, I'm waiting and I'm willing. Yeah, I think they just need to step it up a little bit. And I think that they need to, invest more in everyday staple type things not these like collections that are like kind of outrageous yeah I feel like everybody's moved on from that a little bit you know it's like a very 2018 like thing star yeah like it's very like YouTube era where like Kit Kat did a collab with Wet n Wild or like Care Bears X ColourPop like it's just like I feel like people are over it and I, I feel like makeup's changing a little bit like now it's like much TikTok, more Charlotte like, Tilbury like, like dewy natural girl aesthetic exactly dewy natural exactly mm-hmm. not like we're putting you know purple Picasso starry nights on our eyelids. No, it's true. Like we, like the, the beauty standard is actually like really much more toned down now. It's like very natural, very do. That's why Charlotte Tilbury has become like overnight the biggest makeup brand period because like they don't do crazy colors. Like all their eyeshadows are very natural and nude and they're just like contour and dewy skin and sparkles. So Kylie feels like a little stuck in the past with the cosmetics. And what the hell is going on with KKW Beauty? I know. And like, what about those of us who have come to rely so heavily on the body foundation? Like where are we supposed to get it? I feel like the body foundations like really could be like skin. I agree. Cause it's like a skin product. I just think whatever happens with KKW Beauty, fine, but we need body foundation. Yeah. No. And like People, especially makeup artists, like loved, loved, loved the KKW lipsticks and lip liners, like way more than Kylie's. Like it was like a real staple in the beauty community. And people are really mad, especially if they come back, they might not have the same shade or the same formula. Yeah. So people are really nervous and it's been a long time. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. I don't think she needs to bring it back actually. Period. Period. Wow. She's got a lot going on. But also she's not KKW. So that is the big thing. Yeah. But like. I feel like it was, I don't know. I just, I feel like she can move on. Yeah. And she has skin. Right. And she has a million other things. Yep. Okay, next story. Ellen DeGeneres shows star Sophia Grace reveals that she's pregnant, expecting her first baby. And if that doesn't make you feel old, I don't know what will. But what may, might make you feel younger is that she is 19. Okay, so like, this is the thing. Like, I think everyone had their own reaction to this. Like, especially people of our generation being like, damn, I feel old. For me, I was like, shit. Because I'm already feeling like, you know, against the clock. Like, I'm 28. Like, I don't have kids. And like, I want to have kids. But literally not right now. Like, it's something that like plagues me when I go to bed every night. And it's like, this motherfucking Sophia Grace is out here having kids showing me up. Like, for me, not to make everything about me. But like, this was really hard for me. I'm so sorry for you. It was tough. But I'm happy for Sophia because she revealed and discussed her pregnancy in a YouTube vlog where she admitted that she thought some of her fans were going to be very shocked at the news and that she had four months left to go in her pregnancy journey. Oh, so she waited a long time to tell everyone. Yeah, she said, I'm here to tell you guys that I'm pregnant. So I'm 21 weeks today. And the reason why I left it so long is because I always want to make sure that everything's completely fine and that mm-hmm. everything's safe. She said that everything was fine following her recent 20-week ultrasound and that she was too shocked when she first found out about her pregnancy. And now she's used to it and she's super, super happy about it. Is she it. in a relationship? Um. It's not clear from what I've seen, but I feel like, yes. I could probably just look at her Instagram. I was genuinely shocked by this. Like, well, it's nice that her sister's going to be an auntie, Rosie. Cousin. So Antoine's removed. Rosie's her cousin. 
what? Mm-hmm. They're not sisters? No. The, like, for me, like, yeah, of course, this makes me feel old. But, like, when I saw a picture of the two of them grown up and being, like, thoughts, like, that was more shocking and, like, more making me feel old than, than the pregnancy, honestly. Yes, I agree. Especially just because once you find out she's 19, it's like, oh, we already digested that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. It's been 10 years. It feels like 10 years. There's this word on TikTok. I cannot remember Oh shit, it's really bothering me. Like the it's like a word in Britain, like UK culture that they describe um like a certain look. And like Sophia Grace like has that look. I think it's called like Chaz. And there's like a a TikTok sound associated. If you don't know me, I'm M to the B. What you mean? You better watch it, Sophie. You think you're only out, girl out here doing grime. It's like a makeup look, like thick eyebrows, um, lots of bronzer like poofy hair. I don't know what the word is. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You have to, if you're like a TikTok girly. It's like Chaz. Chav. Chav, Chav, yes. Chav, like she's a Chav. Like, I don't know anything about British culture and like I might be wrong, but like I think she's a Chav. Okay, so. And so when I first saw a picture of her grown up like looking like a Chav, I was like, oh my God, like that made me feel old a little bit more than this. Because once I realized she was 19, I'm like, oh, it's not like she's at like a classic age for having children. Like 19 is a little young. Yeah. Um. So it didn't make me feel that old, honestly. Like I felt good about it. Like at first I was like, shit, is she like 24? Kill me. Right. But she's 19, so. Right, and I'm happy for her and she seems really happy. She seems really like happy and confident in her choice. And like we respect choices you know and we respect mothers right and we expect expecting mamas we expect expecting we respect expecting we, that's a mouthful we respect expecting mamas so wishing her the best in her pregnancy and a lifetime of happiness with her and her future child truly always yeah. are you ready for our next story a little controversy for Meghan markle yeah so former brief we've been case, talking so much about Meghan markle she's been like in the press a lot yeah well she's always in the press now once a week from her new show where she's addressing oh, archetypes and she did like two back-to-back big interviews variety this this controversy is from variety no this so there's two con this deal or no deal is from bimbo which was paris hilton's episode yeah but what we're talking about is from variety we're about to talk about bimbo first and then you're going to tell me about that video oh well, i thought we were talking about the variety okay, yeah, okay. We, we'll get to it because so every what is she, she gets, what is she mad for getting in trouble for now so the former briefcase models from deal or no deal are ripping her claims of being objectified objectified oh the other women have spoken the other women have spoken megan markle is receiving criticism for her claims of feeling objectified during her time as a briefcase model on deal or no deal in addition to media backlash former models of the popular game show are slamming the Duchess for arguing that they were treated like bimbos. One former dealer, no deal model, Patricia Cara said, quote, everyone on the show knew their role, knew the image, auditioned, volunteered, and accepted the job. I do not share her experience at all. I never felt objectified. Mm. Um, also, during her episode, she revealed that there had been different beauty stations to prepare for the game show, yeah. including a section where you can add padding in your bra. Mm-hmm. The former Deal or No Deal model, Patricia Cara, said there is no truth to the padding station. In all the years I worked on the show, that never existed. Mm. Um, another Deal or No Deal model said, instead of ever feeling like a bimbo, I knew working al- alongside such wonderful people like Howie Mandel would only lead to bigger and better things for me. And uh, that former model said that it hasn't just been her looks that landed her the job, but her positive nature, personality, and overall work ethic. You know what? I feel like... Um Honestly, I feel like everyone, and not to sound like Crystal Kong Minkoff, like everyone, when it comes to this deal or no deal thing, like is telling their truth. Like, I think, you know, you're going to take that job and 
I think it's very clear when you audition and sign up, like you are there because you're a beautiful woman. Like you're not, your brain isn't opening the suitcase, uh, your hands and your body is. So it sounds like some of those women like went into it with like realistic expectations and like wanted to get the good out of it and like have a positive attitude. And it sounds like Megan went into it like a little blind, even though like that's like, becoming a stripper and being mad that people are looking at your boobs. Like it's part of the job. So to be, to be objectified in a sense. So Megan coming away with that experience, like, okay, it's very possible that she felt objectified, but like, that's literally the job. And I think that's what these women are saying. Like you can look at it. Like we all went into it knowing like we were being used because we're beautiful women. So you can look at it from a negative space, but like we chose that. And like, there were really good things that happened from it too. Like being in that industry, if you're a model, I think it's like a great platform for you. So I think this is all about like attitude. Yeah. And it sounds like these women are like toxically positive and, and Megan was looking at it from like a, like a toxic and negative point of view. I think, yeah, it's also about perspective. Like you're standing up there opening briefcases. Are you happy to be doing that? Or that's not the work that you want to be doing and, and you want more. Right, like I think maybe some women are just like really grateful for the job and like to have their bills paid. And now like Megan obviously became a princess afterwards. So like it's easy to look down on it when you've come so far, but I didn't recognize any of those people's names. Like I think for them it was a job and like they're just grateful for the job. For sure. Especially as like a woman in Hollywood, like you could have a job that's so fucking toxic and bad. So the fact that like there are women who come forward and say like, yeah, we were all wearing little dresses, but like we felt respected. There was no nefarious. There was no, it's Hollywood. Like, you know what can happen. So honestly, I think they're probably just grateful that they got like a paying job that puts you in SAG, that you get benefits for that um, you're not fucking traumatized by. I don't think a lot of women can say that. Right. So it sounds like it's just about perspective. You're right. Yes, but- there either was a padding station or there wasn't. Right. <laughs> no, that's that's true. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll need to speak to some more models before I come to a decision. Well, the thing that I thought we were going to talk about is this TikTok that's gone viral of Megan. Like, so she did this big interview with Variety and they did like video content. And of course they started clipping it for TikTok because, you know, if you want to be anyone, you need vertical video. That's why The Toast is the biggest podcast on the planet. Um, and this clip, like, that was pretty... Um, like you would watch it. It's like pretty innocuous, but like it's been dissected to filth on TikTok because she was asked like, what do you and Harry, what TV are you guys watching? The question is, what do you guys watch? What's the TV that you're watching? So we get like the most long-winded answer and it's just like, it's full of, like it's, it's giving, it's giving cringe. Like she goes, you know, after we put the kids down and after we've played a little Wordle, and maybe, you know, done 10 or 15 minutes of my Duolingo. Cause you know, I took French. I've decided to relearn it because I took four years of it in high school, but it's just completely left my brain and I, I want to relearn it. So I'm doing Duolingo after all that. Um, we'll if turn, we, if we, TV if, yeah, <laughs> if we turn the TV on, which is, you know, such a rare occurrence, like it's not like a, a frequent thing, but if we turn the TV on, we like really love to watch, you know, really compelling storytelling and you know white lotus is a great example of that so all of that just to say they're watching white lotus and like i just hate like i hate to like really be like a negative nitpicker when it comes to megan marco because she gets a lot of that but like people who like look down on people who watch tv a lot like if it was giving like a little like holier than now like Not we never that. watch tv i'm gonna do my word games it's such a humble brag like they asked you what tv shows you like and you're talking about your high school french experience like 
Answer the question. Just say white lotus. It was a very long way of saying the white word lotus. Salad. It was word salad. It was a long way of saying the white lotus. And it but was like, 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 you know, so humble braggy about all the other things that you do. Right, like being an intellect, learning a new language, never watching TV. But I put my I kids do, down myself. I appreciate storytelling. Yeah, like, like it was just. What are you watching? Yeah, it was very, it was patronizing. And so people are picking it apart on TikTok, which honestly has been like funny. Like, sorry, it has been. Yeah. Also. Um, so you're watching the white lotus. Okay, cool. <laughs> Our fifth story is actually about White Lotus, but speaking of TikTok clips that we were watching this weekend that we meant to watch the full interview, I think we should talk about um, what we, we saw. No, for sure. But like we, okay, so for some reason I ended up on this like weird side of TikTok. I think there was like a, the thing is I'm not really familiar with Joe Rogan culture and like I'm not, I don't listen to his podcast every day to know like what the, like the tea is, but he did an episode with Eliza Schlesinger who was out promoting her new book and her new Netflix special. She's a female comic. Um, I don't know why I have to say like female comic. She's a comic. Um, and it's like I, she, so. Then, right. Yeah. I ended up on this like weird side of TikTok where people were like breaking down her interview with Joe Rogan and like clipping out some of like the cringy shit that she said and like a- a- analyzing like whether Joe liked her and like neither one of them promoted the episode. So then I fell down this fucking rabbit hole of like wanting to know what's going on between Elijah Schlesinger and Joe Rogan. And I then of course had to get Jackie involved. And at first she was like, who cares? But then like once you started watching, you saw that there's something there. There's something there. So, so many times this weekend we sat down to watch the whole episode so we could judge for ourselves people were saying that like joe was like visibly annoyed with eliza and like well the some of the clips that we saw like some of the stuff she was saying was like positively dreadful like so reductive and uninformed yeah no she was like literally like make like this video she was out here being like you know i was getting um medical treatment in sweden or something like a place where they have universal socialized health care so like Everyone is in the, like, if Beyonce walks in, it doesn't matter. Like, we're all the same. So she was saying, like, I'm a celebrity. Like, I want special treatment. Her husband was waiting a really, really long time. And they, like, weren't giving him any attention. And so she was like, well, she asked the person, like, what if, like, Beyonce came in here? Like, what would you do? There's obviously a way to get better treatment. To pay pay for a doctor. If I want to pay for it. She said, I'm a celebrity. She did say that. And so then Joe was like. You asked them? It was, she was just, like, bragging. It was so cringe. It was, like, she, they were just. So we wanted to watch it. So we wanted to watch it. But we sat down 45 times and then Harry, like we we literally never watched past the first two minutes. So (laughs) I don't want to dive in, but like I, and then I was reading things on Twitter that you were sending me. Like there is something weird going on because neither Joe didn't promote the episode, which is like kind of crazy. And neither did Eliza. Like for Joe, like you're not going to promote your own podcast. And for Eliza, it's like, you're going on the biggest podcast in the world and you're not going to promote. There's, there's something going on. They both had a terrible time. They both had a terrible time. Like towards the end, it was like, he was like, I cannot talk to this woman anymore. And she was like feeling so uncomfortable. Like Joe obviously doesn't want to talk to me anymore. Like I, I need to watch the episode before I can give like a full decree. But, I, but that's I the rabbit hole we went down this weekend. I think it's going to be painful to watch. I know. Cause like there are two watch comedians. An, to watch an awkward interview. Of two people. And it's not just like, you know, 10 minutes on Jimmy Kimmel. Like I think it's. Two um, hours. Two hours. And by the way, that's short for him, which goes to show that he was done. Not having fun. But it was like the clips that I've seen. So again, this is only coming from the POV of someone who's seen probably a collective eight minutes in clips. Like every time she would, they were talking about like political or social issues. And it's clear, like they are not agreeing on much, but I think Joe wanted to give her the space to speak. She was um, like, every time she would like talk about like a statistic or a specific story. Like he would have his guy, you know, like be Googling it. Right. Like he was like not believing anything she was saying. I need to watch it Even in full. something as innocuous as Dwayne Johnson's cheat meals. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was talking about how like, <laughs> and I think she was trying to make it like a funny bit. Yeah. Which just like, it was kind of like a, like a, like not super funny. And she was just like trying to say like a funny thing. Um, 
he was like, oh, really? Jamie, pull it up. And they're like pulling up some of the Rock's Instagram posts of his cheat day meals. And she was just basically making a joke. It's like, your cheat day, like you're still having like protein powder pancakes. It's not like, you know, chocolate chip pancakes. Um, it was just like a, like a really offhand, like not that funny thing. And he like made it a 45 minute conversation. Like it was, I need to watch the full, the full episode, but if anybody knows like what we're talking about, like you have extra insight, like <laughs> please share it, sound off in the comments because we're so curious, like what is going on between Eliza Schlesinger and Joe Rogan? Yeah, no, I think it just was, I mean, not every, he does so many episodes as we saw when we were trying to find. Wait, this episode was from four days ago. We we go to his thing. There's already five episodes, five new episodes from right. there. And like, maybe he he's trying to, to bury it. So many different people. You're not going to click with everyone. No, you're not going to click. I guess, two comics, like, I don't know. I I, feel, I'm sure that's why he had her to begin with. It's like, okay, she's a comedian. She and she's been book. on before. She's been on before. Yeah, episode like 400. And now he's on up to like almost 2000. So like, it must've been two years ago. Yeah. So it's just, funny. it's just like a funny thing that we're like kind of now obsessed with. So if anyone has any good like insight or memes they want to share, like let us know. And I do hope we find the time yeah, to dive in. Yeah, we need to watch the episode. Mm -hmm. Fifth and final story. White Lotus premiered to, um, is it HBO Max or HBO? HBO is HBO Max. No, like are they putting on the whole season or is it episode by episode? Episode by episode. Mm. They... I don't remember because last time I watched, I think like it's the it week was episode by episode. No, no, no. But I'm saying, did they ever put a whole season? Yeah. When I watched Sex Lives of Call Girls, it was HBO Max. Was it done? I don't think so because that was relatively early. I didn't think there was a difference. Oh, that's a good question. I think HBO Max is where you can watch all HBO on demand and not have to have the channel. But I feel like there are some shows that are exclusively HBO Max. Like what? I thought Sex Lives of College okay. Girls. Maybe we were just late to watching it. Right. No, that's. I think I'm late to a lot of shit. So all the episodes are already out. Okay. Well, White Lotus premieres on HBO on October 30th and takes place in Sicily, Italy and follows a new, a new cast of well-heeled characters at the fictional luxury resort. Jennifer Coolidge is the only cast member to reprise her role from season one. But we got some new cast member information. I don't Megan know Fahey. Knew this. Megan Fahey, who is Sutton on The Bold Place. Who, but, the Bold Type. Who, the Bold Type. Who is a toaster. Like, that's so important, you know? Like, I've actually hung out with her twice. She's the funnest girl. Like, I'm obsessed. I actually have her phone number like not me having someone like on white lotus's phone number you know it's like me having jennifer coolidge's phone number not you i'm so excited like i miss sutton every day she and she's was, a really good actress she's such a good actress she was such a great tv character the and show ended honest, prematurely too such a great show it's white lotus season two i'm excited oh, for her sorry, excited i was talking about the bold type no i know and then i'm saying comma yeah, and no, to be on. And this is a great, like, next step for her in her career. Like, I feel like she's on her way now to being, like, major, major actress, major and star. She deserves all of it. Who else is in it? Um, Aubrey Plaza, which I believe we reported on. Yeah, she's like, I'm not like an Aubrey Plaza girl. I Maybe feel like this will be the thing. I feel like people love her from that show that she was on. Was it Parks and Rec? Yeah. And I obviously never got into that. So, like, I just feel like she popped up and, like, I don't know her. Theo James, so we obviously love. love. F. Murray Abraham. I'm more of an F. Scott Fitzgerald girl. Adam DeMarco. I don't I know any of these people. Me neither. Maybe you would know their foches. Yeah, Adam DeMarco sounds like a foch I might remember. Hmm. Let me see. No, you you don't know him. I mean, you don't know my brain, so let me say. I know your brain. I've, of course I know that guy. What's he from? Comic-Con. You don't know him. No, I don't know him. I'm kidding. Um, well, hopefully this will make a star. You know, Sydney Sweeney was on it when, like, not that many people knew her. Like, Euphoria hadn't blown up in the way that it has now. So, like, she was still relatively She was new. from something else, though, because people already really liked her. What was her breakout role? Is it not Euphoria? I don't think it's Euphoria. Um, I feel like she was in like We Are the Millers or something. She's in like a, 
She was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh. But I don't think in a big enough role that people what fell in love her? with her. But I just remember Zach knew who she was, and I don't think he watches Euphoria. Well, she just got cast in a big Marvel thing, by the way. So, like, she's really, she's on her way to being, like, Megan Fox. Madam Webb. Got it. I never saw it. No, that's the Marvel thing she got oh, cast Oh, yeah. In. Oh, so it was just announced. She, and it's, like, a Michael Bay movie. So, it's literally Megan, she's, like, following Megan Fox's Michael Bay was Transformers and that was Megan Fox's like thing. Yeah, that's exciting. So she's, I feel like, who do you think is, Zendaya was like already famous. So like obviously Zendaya is the most famous one from Euphoria. But who would you say is a breakout star of Euphoria? Sydney Sweeney? Yeah, because I don't watch Euphoria and I only know her, Zendaya, Jacob Elordi are in yeah. it. And Jacob Elordi and Zendaya were famous before. Yeah. And I know there's other people and you talk about them sometimes, but like. Maude Apatow. Oh, I didn't know she was on it. Oh, yeah. I don't think. Judd? Yeah, Judd's daughter. You know, I know who she is, but I didn't really realize she was on it and she was famous before. Yeah, no, it doesn't count. Like the nepotism. Is that a nepotism that bothers you? No. I never thought about it. No. Because like, they're just like family business. I know. And like, I feel like her and her sister are both actors. um, And anytime I've seen them and stuff, it's like their dad's movie. So it's like, yeah, you want to like, sure, that's your dad. Like, he's obviously going to put you in your movie. And they're both extremely talented. And I feel like they they actually like did really good jobs in their dad's films. Like they were both in This Is 40. Yeah. Um, that I, It doesn't bother me. Nepotism for me is like so, like I'm so choosy with who I'm going to get all bent out of shape over. Agree. But then it also is about, are they good at the job? You know, like right. maybe they have more doors open for them, but like, is it a pleasure to watch? And I just want to say, there's like a lot of celebrity offspring and like a lot of them don't go on to do what Gwyneth Paltrow did. Right. Win Oscars, create billion dollar companies. Right. And even like, look at, you know, look at the Baldwins. Like Haley is arguably the most famous offspring. But like for a while, like we all knew Ireland and like Ireland's on TikTok now. Like she's- Haley doesn't come from the most famous parent. Right. But like, and it's not for lack of trying that Ireland is not as famous as, and Ireland's mom is- Kim. Basinger. Yeah. yeah. So like she had like the most, the biggest platform to begin with and like still Haley. So you're right. Like just because you have it doesn't mean you have it. Right. So, it doesn't mean you have it in the bag. Yeah, you still have to work. Obviously, not as hard as everyone else, but still pretty good. Yeah, but then I'm sure they'll say I have to work even harder to prove myself that I'm worthy of being here. I I don't I agree don't with know. that. I can't say you know. Same, but that I just might don't be think that's a, truth. That's not a good rebuttal to nepotism. It's like no, for sure. But like once I got there, I had to work even like the door was open for me. But then once I got through the door, like I had to work even harder to prove myself. I really don't like that line of thinking. I think people who are like benefit benefactors of nepotism should stop saying it. <laughs> Because nepotism doesn't bother me that much. But if you're going to come over here and like start explaining yourself and like be a little delusional, like, come on, like, let's be real. Yeah. That's not happening. Um, so those are the fast five. You certainly needed to know them. But you, what you really need to know are Jackie and I's thoughts on the season finale of House of the Dragon. Episode 10 aired last night. We're going to talk about it in the TV recap, which is brought to you and sponsored by Bolin Branch. So Bolin Branch obviously is the betting company, the betting company of all my dreams. Um, I'm a... As opposed to the rat of all your dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So at home, I'm a Bowling Branch girl. My entire house is Bowling Branch. And that's why I love staying at Jackie's because pretty much nothing has changed. All my bedding is Bowling Branch. We have the same waffle throw blanket on our beds. The one that I have in my guest room here is cream. And the one I have at home is blue to go with my coastal grandmother vibe. Um, I feel like cream's also a coastal grandmother vibe. No, for sure. The bedding from Bowling Branch is simply everything of the sort. I feel like a lot of you actually have trusted us and ordered Bowling Branch in the past. And we appreciate you trusting us. And we know you're super happy with the results. The collection that Jackie and I both have is the signature hemmed sheets from Bowling Branch. It's their best-selling set for a good reason. It's made from the highest quality threads for a superior softness and a better night's sleep. Over 25,000 people have raved um, in their reviews online. 
They're buttery, they're cozy, and they're super breathable, making them perfect for every season. So they're luxury sheets for every bed and any decor because their sheets come in nine colors and they fit all different types of mattresses, whatever your size is. You'll feel the difference the moment you lie down. And best of all is that Bowling Branch gives you a 30-night risk-free trial with free shippings and returns on all orders. Also, we love Bowling Branch because they're on a mission that helps you sleep better at night. They have fully traceable end-to-end sourcing that ensures the quality um, of their sheets and ensures that they're all being made in a socially responsible way. The first 100% organic fair trade certified bedding company, and they're made using 90% less water than conventional production with zero pesticides and toxic chemicals. Try the sheets that will make fall the coziest season this year and get 15% off your first set of sheets and free shipping when you use promo code toast at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code toast at bowlandbranch.com. That code is toast, bowlandbranch.com. Great. All right, season finale was like a little lackluster, especially compared to episode nine. Like, I thought at least, you know, we knew that there was going to be a war, you know, it's beginning, civil war for the crown. I actually think it was the exact same as episode nine. It was all just the maneuvering. Episode nine was about how the high towers maneuvered in the wake of the king's death. But it was very exciting. Like, they actually did stuff. Like, the, the, tar- uh, the Dragonstone people didn't start maneuvering until 45 minutes in, and then nothing happened because that kid died. Right, like, both had a big ending, and without those big endings, really nothing major would have happened in the episodes. Right, Jace died. That was, like, obviously what what it was, and it was so Luke. sad. Oh, sorry, oh, my God, yeah, Lucera. Luceris. Luceris died. He, um, he was eaten. He was eaten. He was, like, a little young to be, like, out doing some tasks. Like, he wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. Especially, I mean, we didn't know that, you know, Amond, the one-eyed mulligan, was going to be. And I didn't realize there was such a big difference in the size of their dragons. Me neither. And I was curious about that. I mean, I know that Amon stole his dragon from Damon's first wife. Yeah. Second wife. Second Second wife, yeah. Once she died, um, he like snuck down and stole her. But why was hers so much bigger? Because she's older, and th- that oh, was so a they grown get dragon. Yeah, oh, they grow with you. That, as they said in the war room, that they have three adult dragons. So the uh, dragon, oh, I, I just thought like adult meant like better trained. You know, they don't um, grow like with you necessarily, but like if she started with him as a baby and then she's a grown woman, he grew too. Yeah, no, that These makes are sense. Newer dragons um, that the kids have. Got it. The scene of her giving birth, I feel like, was, like, so triggering. Like It was terrible. It was so horrible. Um, So it was, like, a stillbirth, right? Yeah. Like, that was really upsetting. I don't know why that had to happen. No, I know. And, like, even if it did have to happen, like, I don't feel like they really had to show, like, that graphic. Like, I actually think, like, if you've been through something like that, like, it's immensely triggering. Like, it it was a lot. Like, and I'm not, like, I have no, like, experience tied to that. And, like, I was triggered, you know? Yeah. No, it was a lot. They're obsessed with the House of Dragon, like, having traumatic birth scenes. No, I know. And, like, as... As a woman, like, it's a lot. And, like, I've never even given birth. Like, I need them to stop. Yeah. Um, and so, and then Rainier lost two children in one episode. Right. Let's talk about the choke. Because that was really hard for me. I was, when I saw it, I was thinking of you. Because you have been a demon apologist this whole time. There's nothing that he could do that you couldn't explain away. And then he came literally for Rainier's throat. And I was just like, what do you think about Damon now? So, I am still searching for an excuse. So, I'm... Like I'm searching for like a just like I like there's a reason obviously because Damon would like never do that so um, I am out here making excuses for the violence and that's wrong of me but I'm that's what I'm doing so if someone could, could sound off in the comments and provide a good a good reason why I shouldn't be mad like I would I, I'm desperately searching for that yeah Rainier should have sent Damon with Luke yeah of course like and I think like he was you know 
in the beginning of the episode, like expressing some of his insecurities. So she thought this would like empower him. Little did she know it killed him. And so I think she was just like eager to give him like some sort of courage and, and purpose. And it ended up being the thing that killed him. It was horrible. And they couldn't have known, known Amond was there. I fucking hate Amond. Like, and they were at Baratheon, right? Is that mm-hmm. who that was? The guy who couldn't read? Yeah. Love that. Lee Michelle. Lee Michelle. Um, like, I just feel like Baratheons honor their oaths. Like, I, I feel that. But I'm thinking about the Baratheons of, you know. Why Robert was a literal usurper. Oh, right. But Stannis, wasn't he a good guy? No. Stannis was, I don't know about a good guy. I just consider, like, oh. Baratheons to be, like, really close with the Starks. And, like, the Starks honor their word, of course. Yeah, but also this is 200 years mm-hmm. before. But it runs in their blood, in my opinion. I don't know. Baratheons, I think, can go either way. And, like, yeah. Robert Baratheon, like, sat on a throne that really wasn't his to sit on. Why yeah. was he the king? Why did Lannister, Starks, and Targaryens go to war and big old Robert sat on the throne? Anyone so true. Like, after all that, we're going to end up with Robert. Right. You know, and, like, Robert brought down the House of the Dragon. Like, this big dope. Right. That does, yeah, someone's not adding up. See, like, just like his ancestor before him on the throne who couldn't read. Right. 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 I mean, he did look like Robert, so I thought that was a good... I thought that was good casting, too. Um. So, like, to be honest, I feel like nothing really happened. Except Rhaenyra is now activated. Yeah, of course. Because, like, when Aemond killed Lucerys, like, he started the war yeah. officially. So And he knew it when yeah. he flew away. And Because he think wasn't, he, like, super pleased with himself. That wasn't the outcome he was looking for. He wanted to fuck around, and then he found, found out, out. And yeah. that's what happens. It was really sad because, like, she, her kids are, like, pajamas. Like, they're so sweet. And, like, they're not evil. And they're, they don't look for problems. Like, he was just doing what his mom said, messenger. And, of course, Aemond had to follow him into the sky. Like, that was so upsetting. Yeah. How did they find out so quick that their son had died? Well, one, he doesn't come home and it's quick trip to wherever. Yeah, but like that doesn't assume that he's dead. And like, I don't know, maybe Eamon told someone. Yeah. Or like. Maybe and maybe like, it wasn't the, so quick. Maybe it was a few days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Maybe so, they were looking for him and they found like. Do you want to hear something crazy like you're really not going to like? Like we get season two in 2024. I heard. Like, that's insane. I know. How the fuck are we supposed to remember what happened? I know they do previously on, but, like, we're going to have to rewatch. No, I think we'll be able to remember this season. It's just, like, now everyone's activated for battle. It's a battle for the throne. Yeah, but, like, it's hard to remember, like, who's who, who's related to who, whose fucking name and is who. And they'll probably recast more shit while we're gone. Totally. <sighs> um, so it was, a, let's look at it at a glance. You know, this first new season of the, the prequel. I thought it was excellent. Excellent. And it really is the lead up to what this show is about, which is the civil war mm-hmm. in House Targaryen. Yeah, it, it was excellent. And now we see how we got from A to Z. Right, and like how Rhaenyra like really would be best fit as queen. And like up until, so annoyed because like when he choked her, like up until then he was being such a pee like really taking control. Like maybe a little bit too much control, but like she was giving birth. And he does um, have like a proclivity towards violence. Right, but just, like he was the one who like, he started the coronation, like, I love that guy who came with the crown. Like, obsessed with him. Obsessed with Eric. Um, And, like, you know, some men might be intimidated by being married to the queen of the seven kingdoms. Like, no, he was, like, down. He got on his knee first. He He was Prince Philip. He could do it again. He was Prince, but Prince, he literally was. I thought you were, like, making, like, he's like Prince Philip. No, no, he played Prince Philip. So he knows what it's like. Yeah, to be second fiddle. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah, but he has, I don't think he wants, I mean, sure, everyone wants to be king, but I think now he's very assured in his role of, like, getting Rainier on the throne and, and he can protect her. Yeah. Yeah. It was good stuff. 
And I was just happy to see Damon because we didn't even see him last episode. If maybe for five seconds, he didn't even say a word. Oh, and Rainey's and Lord Corliss is back. And Lord Corliss, like they're good peeps. Like they are. They take their time, but they get, they always do the right thing. Yeah, as you should. Yeah. They are good people. I also understand them. Like, this is not our fucking problem. Right. Like, leave and us like, alone. In their heart of hearts, they know that those boys aren't are not kids. related to them. And so now who sits on the Driftmark throne? No. Right. And who marries their daughter, their mm-hmm. granddaughter? She has more sons, but, but they're at least young. now they have like a, like a pawn almost because like having a kid to marry off when you have like a, a sufficient, uh, inheritance like is a pawn like you can make a good marriage make an ally so at least they have that like it's a positive thing yeah but yeah and they were like all into each other so like that was sad because he's betrothed it was sad they were also excited like always oh, walking over to stand next to the other it was sad at least jace and the older one are still gonna get it we think married. We hope. yeah maybe like jace well no jace is the heir after rhaenyra but she still has three more kids yeah but like they're super young yeah, but still, they always are making yeah inappropriate matches, and it's for one day, right? Okay, sure. So that's the TV recap. That is our show. Um, thank you guys so much for listening to the Toast the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the past five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So it's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us the Toast. Leave a five star review about our beautiful setting. Tomorrow we are. Hope you guys have an incredible Monday, and we'll see you tomorrow on Tuesday's episode. We'll see you tomorrow. It might be up a little bit later because we have a oh, family function. Morning. We have a family function, but um, it will be up nonetheless. Yes, it will be later. Thank you for reminding me. Um, um, have a blessed day. We love you. Love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.